You may control a mad elephant. You may shut the mouth of the bear and the tiger. Ride the lion and play with the cobra. By alchemy, you may learn your livelihood. You may wander through the universe incognito. Make vassals of the gods. Be ever youthful. You may walk in water and live in fire. But control of the mind is better and more difficult. Yogananda. Welcome to Side Missions, the podcast where we aim to complete 100% of the game of life by not only working toward our main mission, but the side missions that support us as well. My name is Tony, and welcome to episode 3 of Side Missions. On this episode, we will discuss meditation, some of its history, benefits, and meditations that you can try. Here are two definitions of meditation from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. One, to engage in contemplation or reflection. Two, to engage in mental exercise, such as concentration on one's breathing or repetition of a mantra for the purpose of reaching a heightened level of spiritual awareness. The English word meditation derives from the Latin verb meditari, which means to think, contemplate, devise, ponder. According to a magazine article written by Robert Puff, PhD, for Psychology Today, Archaeologists discovered evidence of meditation in wall art in the Indus Valley dating approximately 5000 to 3500 BCE. Side note, it was curious to me that the first discovered evidence of meditation would have been in India of today's uh, geography wise because if the civilization started in Africa, you would think there would be evidence of meditation there, probably dating further back than the Indus Valley. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from the people of the Indus Valley. Um, I think it's India, Pakistan region. I'm not sure on the geography on that, but I just found that interesting in my research that that was the first discovered area. It could be because oral traditions in those times were more prevalent, so it was just passed down from person to person and no one really wrote anything down. But then again, Egyptians have hieroglyphs, so I don't know. It's very interesting. Another thing about that psychology today um thing I researched was the BCE which I'm pretty sure is like before common era era but every time I hear BCE my mind goes to young Jeezy back when he used to say CTE and just CT like in in the Jeezy voice so every time I hear BCE I think CTE which makes me laugh so that's all I got about that according to an article written by Susan Cho PhD on newsmedical.net, the earliest documented records that mention 
meditation involved Vedantism, a Hindu tradition in India around 1500 BCE. From India, meditation travels through Asia in various forms. Most notably, China with Taoism and Confucianism and Japan with Zen Buddhism. The first meditation hall was opened 653 AD. If you are wondering about the West and how it was affected by meditation, then here is some information regarding that. According to the book Psychology of Yoga, written by George Fowerstein, Plato, Aristotle, and the historian Herodotus freely admitted the influence of the Orient upon Greek thought. For the Greeks, the Indian sages exemplified the highest virtues of the philosophical life that they themselves sought. Fast forwarding a few centuries later, meditation sweeps through the West, in part to the growing popularity of the Beatles, the anti-war movement, and the counter-establishment led by the youth of the times. The seeds of that change are still felt today, and as meditation became more popular and researched, it may have become a staple in modern society. But is there more to meditation than the buzzword and hip trend that it has become? Since the practice of meditation spans so many countries, it is interesting that it has its roots in both religious and secular traditions. Indian religions, which include, but not limited to, Hinduism, Jainism, Buddhism, and Sikhism, Asian religions, Taoism, and Confucianism, the Abrahamic religions of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, have sects within them that have direct ties to meditation or similar contemplative components. Diametrically opposed religions, such as neo-pagan and other occult religions, use the practice of meditation as well. In a secular context, meditation may be used without an associated belief. And although in the beginning of meditation, the practice was done more in line with religious or cultural background, in my opinion, the reason it is so popular today, aside from the famous people who endorse it, would be the scientific studies done regarding meditation. Now I'm going to highlight some of the physical benefits of meditation, one of them being stress reduction. According to an article on Healthline.com, after an eight-week study on mindfulness meditation, there was a reduction in the inflammatory response caused by stress. Meditation may help with anxiety. A study was done by Sophie Bostock, Alexander D. Crosswell, Eric A. Prather, and Andrew Steptoe. By using a mindfulness meditation app for eight weeks, employees experienced improved feelings of well-being, decreased distress, and job strain compared to the control group. Side note, as a professional wrestler, anxiety, I would think, is very common. In my own experience, the idea of putting on the best match you can or how is this crowd going to react to me, you know, 
I hope I do well with the person I'm wrestling against. All those thoughts, you know, flash and rush into your mind. And for me, I don't meditate at every show, but I can recall using meditation before and just having a more centered mind state going into the match. Um, all the creative processes involved in putting a match together felt like they were a little bit sharper. Ideas were pretty good. Um, not to say that there still wasn't concern over how the match was going to go or how I was going to perform, but it's almost like the dial was turned down from everything being on 10 to being maybe on 5. Where it's like, of course, I still care how I perform and I want everything to go well, but the dire extreme of, oh, if this doesn't go well, I'm a failure as a person or anything like that. It just felt like that part of it was turned down and creativity, openness, um, insight, all those things I felt were turned up during meditation. Maybe not even a formal practice, but just a few minutes to where I could just, you know, close my eyes, breathe, um, focus on the breathing, and then go about getting the task of putting on the best match I could um, was completed. So I can definitely attest to meditation lowering anxiety. If you're an older person and you believe that the benefits of meditation can only be obtained by younger people or that you would have had to start young to have benefits of meditation, you would be incorrect. A review of 12 studies on the potential effects of meditation on age-related cognitive decline was done by Tim Gard, Britta K. Holtzell, and Sarah W. Lazar. Studies show that multiple styles of meditation, including TM, TM Shahid, Kirtan Kriya, MBSR, Vihing Yoga Meditation, Shamantha, Vipassana, and Zazen, to name a few, can increase attention, memory, and mental quickness in the volunteers. Now that we've discussed a brief history on meditation and some of its benefits, I figured now I can highlight some meditation techniques that I would suggest for someone who does not currently have a meditation practice. Guided meditation. This may be the easiest way to start on your path of meditation. Either through a recording or in person, you are led through the entire process. The instructor gives vocal cues and can set the overall tone of the practice by allowing you to just focus on yourself. Some of the guided meditation I've used or have seen, the RZA from Wu-Tang has his guided exploration series, which you can find on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Tara, Tara Brock, who is a Buddhist meditation instructor. Um, she has pretty good guided meditations. I think I found her on Apple Podcast for her guided meditation. And Sam Harris, who has his own guided meditation. Um, he has more of a secular slant on meditation, kind of 
just looking at the benefits of it and there's no religious undertones or overtones associated with his guided meditation. But you could also just as easily go to YouTube and type in guided meditation and see what works for you. Next is mantra meditation. Mantra is a Sanskrit word broken apart into two words. Man means man. Tra means tool or instrument. So mantra is a tool your mind can use for greater benefit. In this style of meditation, you repeat either silently or aloud a sound, word, or phrase. Om may be the most popular sound associated with the mantra style. Some people use affirmation as the mantra using short phrases such as I am calm or I am focused. For individuals with a religious belief, you could use a certain piece of scripture as your mantra. Next up is mindfulness meditation, which is simply being aware. You're not controlling any aspect of the experience like with other styles. You can use the sensation of your breath on the top of your lip as a beginning point of awareness. You can also use the rising and falling of your belly as well. With mindfulness, because there is no constant focus such as mantra or the voice on a guided meditation, when you realize you're having thoughts, understand that it is okay. You can acknowledge that you were thinking and gently put your awareness back on your area of choice. Side note, for me, mindfulness meditation is the most difficult of all the styles I'm going to speak about on this podcast. From coming from a focused-based mantra style uh, practice, it, this is almost like the opposite of what I've practiced during most of my meditation experience. Uh, usually I just count my breath in my head. So like I breathe in one and then breathe out as two. I do that to 10 and then just cycle through. Uh, if I don't do that, I typically use mantra style meditation. Like I have a word or a phrase or a sound in my head and just focus on that for the period of time that my meditation is. So for mindfulness, it's opposite in the fact of, you know, you can set your timer or however long you plan on meditating. And then you basically you're just there with whatever you're, you're paying attention to, whether it's your breath, whether it's your chest, stomach rising and falling, it's really all you have. And for me, it made me aware that even in the other meditation styles, there was like that comfort of like having the mantra or having the numbers to focus on. But when you take that away and all you have is kind of you sitting there, it definitely shows that meditation is a lot more broad than just, hey, I'm meditating and that's it. It's like how the different styles affect you and awareness and different things you're practicing based on different the different style you were using at the time. 
So for me, it's the most difficult because I have the least experience with it. But moving forward, I'm definitely going to continue using mindfulness as part of my meditation rotation just so that I can experience things on different scales like focused meditation is good when you want to really dial in concentration but the mindfulness meditation is really good if you just want a general awareness and understand that you know sometimes you just have to be with the breath and the present moment and that's really all you have so just a little side note on to me mindfulness meditation is one of the more difficult styles for me personally next is metta m-e-t-t-a meditation also known as loving kindness in this practice you are cultivating compassion and love, not only for yourself, but for the entire world. It begins with positive phrases toward yourself. Common phrases used would be, may I be happy, may I be healthy, may I be safe from harm. After you've said those words to yourself a few times, you would then think of someone close to you, such as a friend or family member, and have them in mind, you repeat the same phrases for them. After repeating the positive phrases to yourself and having a friend or loved one in mind, next, you would think of someone you are indifferent to. This could be a person who lives down the street or someone who works at your favorite restaurant, but you have no feeling positive or negative toward them. You would repeat the phrases with that person in mind. Next, in the meta meditation, you would want to think of someone who causes you irritation or frustration. You want to pick someone who brings about difficult emotions for you, but it may be a good idea to avoid someone you absolutely hate. Once you have that person in mind, you would repeat the phrases. The last step in meta meditation would be to extend those phrases and have every living being in mind. After you repeated those phrases, it would bring the practice to a close and hopefully leaves you with a feeling of more compassion. The last meditation style I'm going to speak of on the podcast is moving meditation. It's a great alternative to the more formal seated meditations. By adding movement into your practice, you are adding your body as an awareness point. This is a nice option for those who are fidgety and don't do well in one place for an extended period of time. In the midst of looking up info on moving meditation, the most common way to practice I saw was walking. Simply by slowing down from your usual stride and noticing your steps in the area around you, the mundane task of walking has just now picked up a meditative component. Practices such as Qigong and Tai Chi are commonly thought of as moving meditations also. Following an instructor, either in person or video, makes doing these practices a lot easier. Typing in Qigong or Tai Chi into YouTube should yield some follow-along videos. In some respects, you could say yoga is a movement meditation because as you are moving, 
you're aware of your body and your breath. But on the other hand, in the eight limbs of yoga, as described in Pantanjali's Yoga Sutras, the physical movements are generally referred to as asanas, and the dhyana is the meditation limb. But if you personally choose yoga practices as your movement meditation, I'm sure you will have a similar result to any of the other suggestions. And that's it for this episode of Side Missions. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you learned something new. Hopefully I was able to bring some new information into your world. And if not, then that's impressive because there's there's so much meditation articles, research, different styles. I didn't even go into depth about, I mean, meditation is such a vast topic that what I did was just the tip of the iceberg. Um, in the midst of the research, there were some articles and some studies done on the adverse effects of meditation and through my own personal experience, I haven't had any adverse effects from meditation and I've been meditating for about three or four years pretty consistently, at least once a week. But I mean, it really comes down to personal feel. If you try it and you're feeling uneasy or something just feels off, then with most things in life, maybe it's just not for you. Maybe try a different avenue of relaxation and mental focus. But yeah, that is the episode. If you are following me on social media, great. If you're not and you'd like to, my Facebook is Tony S. My Instagram is Iceman underscore Tony underscore Johnson. On Twitter, I am Iceman Tony J. And with all side missions, I'm going to document doing meditation for seven days and I'm going to post and I'm going to use the hashtag side missions so that way the community can grow we can all see who's you know who's partaking in the challenge and if you're not doing the meditation this week then you know you can pick a different side mission that you personally want to challenge and, and tackle and you can use the same hashtag you know it's really about community it's not so much that you do exactly what I do. You know, if this week meditation is not really calling out to you and you want to, you know, work on your car or learn a new language, you know, really anything that you find personally interesting that's going to change you for the better and you want to do that. Really, this is a week of accountability and a week of building a community that allows us to all see that, you know, we're all in this together. So, you know, feel free to tag me on social media, use the hashtag side missions so we can all see each other's progress and I'll catch you guys on the next one.